0: Hello, hello, and welcome. It is a brand new year, and we have a brand new podcast to go with it. In fact, this is Food Network's first ever podcast, so thank you for tuning in to our first ever episode of Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things Food Network with guests from your favorite Food Network shows. I am your host, Jamie Sire, and I am so excited to kick this off with you guys because at the end of the day... I'm a fan, too. And our very first guest is Kalen Allen. You might know him from his hilarious reaction videos to wacky food recipes or from The Ellen Show. You may have heard of it. Uh, Kalen recently celebrated his 25th birthday, and at such a young age, he has already done so much. He has a massive social following. He's a producer and entertainer. And now he's bringing his witty commentary to Discovery Plus as a judge on Food Network's Cake Alikes, a show where three teams of cake artists are challenged to create the most epic and realistic cake replicas of famous celebrities Yes, it is as wild as it sounds. So without further ado, let's get to it and welcome our very first guest, Kaylin Allen. Kaylin Allen, welcome to the pod. So happy to have you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So I feel like I need to fess up to something um, okay. before we get started. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been like hardcore internet stalking you the, <laughs> the last <laughs> few days. <laughs> but I just wanted to say I love you. I don't even know you. Oh, I feel you. like I know you now. <laughs> but yeah, you bring such, I don't know, such a, like a light and a joy and honesty to the screen or wherever you are. Uh, performing or talking to and I'm just curious where that energy comes from
1: oh you know um I've always been like that even as a kid you know people make fun of me because like when I watch movies and stuff I'm the one that cries on every movie that has like a happy ending or any type of emotional thing same, you know? same. <laughs> so I think I've just always kept a piece of my inner child intact I love anything positive, anything light, anything that makes me feel good. If it doesn't make me feel good, I usually get rid of it.
0: (laughs) I think that's a good practice for for anyone to have. Um, And you mentioned you've always been like that since a kid. One of the things I did see and love was um, the video you posted of you performing in your living room as I don't know how old you were, but I feel like it's the same as you are now, except you're older. (laughs) Yes, it's
1: very much the same. And it's funny because when I watched that video and I showed it to my friends, they were like, you Literally have not changed one bit. I was like, "What (laughs) can I say?" That's accurate,
0: but that's so great. I think that's why people are drawn to you, and I think that really comes through in in everything that I've seen you do so far, and I'm sure it will continue as we go on. I know that, obviously, for people that don't know, uh, Kaylin He kind of exploded onto the scene um, when you were doing these recipe reaction videos. And I'm not talking like regular recipes. Some of these were very, um, I guess we can call them unique recipes, interesting
1: recipes. Uh, Where did you get the idea to to start doing those? You know, it was just a a thought that came into my head. It was never something that was planned or or intentional. I just happened to be in my bed coming across a food video and I said, oh, I should probably just make a video for this for my friends, you know? So I put the (laughs) phone up and I pressed record and then I put it out that night and then the next morning I woke up, it had gone viral. And then from there, I was- The first one? The very first one. Yes, which was in November of 2017. And then from there, I was like, well, I guess I'll make some more. And then it was only a couple (laughs) months. Like, I- so that was November, and then I was on Ellen in December, and then I was moving to L.A. in January. So it all happened oh that goodness. fast. It was very, very quick.
0: Do you have a favorite video or recipe that you've uh, done a reaction to so far?
1: Well, I think everybody's everybody's favorite reaction video is usually my reaction to Food Network's The Kitchen when they make the mac and cheese and throw in the uh, Brussels sprouts. And so uh, <laughs> I think that is probably everybody's favorite reaction video that I've done.
0: I, I mean, I also liked the 7-Up salad. Oh, um, yes. I mean, did you know right away, like, that, that moment that... It was gonna be as big as it's become, or like change your life in the way that it has.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because from the very first one, that's when Seth Rogen was retreating, Chrissy Teigen was retreating. I was starting to get all these emails from, you know, TV producers and TV networks talking about, you know, collabing with me and doing things and stuff like that. And so I knew from the jump, I was like, oh, this is about to become something now I didn't think that it was going to be what it is today that I would have been able to build an entire career you know in in three short years off of it but hey we did it
0: you gotta you gotta go with it Uh you know if you're if you're handed those opportunities or I mean in this case you created it for yourself but um let's go back and talk a little bit more about the Ellen show because Mm -hmm. I mean how did that come about were they one of the first ones to reach out or how did that work so yeah I I've gotten
1: Contacted by a couple few networks before, but I remember it was after I made the potato salad cake video that I got the call from Ellen. And really, what it was was it was a Twitter DM. And I remember being in class, (laughs) and I remember because I was checking my phone a lot because I was getting so many messages. And then I saw all it said was so and so at the Ellen at com, And I remember I, I grabbed my friend, I was like, girl. Ellen has, has reached out. And then I remember I left class and I called him back. And then from there, we, I was flown out to do the show. And I thought I was just gonna come out, you know, be real cute, do the show, and I was gonna go home. And that was it, you know? And then right after that, that's when I was off of the job and we just took it from there, you know? Oh, wow. So
0: that is, was essentially a job interview slash audition live yeah. in front of like millions of people. Yep. Um, how, I mean, how has your life changed since that moment?
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, it has completely done a whole 360. I mean, I live in Los Angeles now and I was living in Philadelphia at the time. I was still in school at Temple University. And so mm-hmm. I was uh, in my senior year and I actually finished school out here in L.A. So I would go to class at night while I was going to Ellen during the day. I always tell people it was very much like a Hannah Montana kind of life. So <laughs> <laughs> so once I, um, but now when I look back, I mean, I've walked in New York Fashion Week. I've done a movie, you know, I've been on Mm -hmm. network television many of times. I've done so much. I have my own series. It is mind blowing how something so simple was able to catapult me to a level of success that I would have never imagined for myself, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's an incredible story and it has so many layers and it's still developing, mm-hmm. I mean, as we speak. I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but this this fame, this you know, recognition, this platform, it has come very fast, very furious for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it can be a little overwhelming at times. I mean, mm-hmm. how how do you deal with all that and kind of balance everything?
1: You know, when I first moved out here, I was actually really depressed about it. I fell into a very deep depression. And the reason is, is because so I studied theater and film with a concentration in acting. And I was scared that I had chosen to give up on my dream. So this is a part of the story that I always forget to tell people. The week I moved to L.A., I had grad school auditions at Juilliard. And I canceled those auditions because I was moving. And when I moved out here and I started doing the food videos and it felt like that was all anybody ever wanted me to do, I began to think to myself, had I given up my true dream for a check? Had I let go of what I had worked my entire life to become to just sit at home and lay in the bed and talk about food videos on the internet? You know, (laughs) I felt like in a way I had I had betrayed my own dreams and aspirations and just taken the easy way out, you know? Uh, But it wasn't until I booked the Seth Rogen movie That I understood Mm -hmm. that it was a stepping stone for me to even do bigger and better things and to have bigger opportunities and most importantly, to have the resources to be able to do so. You know, I think once I had that opportunity, then I realized that everything that had happened in my life was all a part of the journey and it was necessary to happen for me to become who I am.
0: I think that's beautiful, and I, I, would, I would expect nothing less, um, you know, thanks to my, my internet stalking. Um, <laughs> and we obviously have to talk about the new Food Network show. Yeah. Uh, you're a judge slash comedic commentator on mm-hmm. Cake Alike, streaming now on Discovery+. Plus. I know you're a Food Network fan, so what was yes. it like to get that call?
1: Oh, my gosh. It was probably one of the most exciting things that I've ever heard. I think, one, it was the fact of being able to now be on TV. You know, I've always said, I want yeah. to be on TV. I want to be on TV. I want to be on TV because it's very different from the digital space. And I think, second of all, it was just the fact of being able to be on Food Network, a, a network that I had watched my entire life, you know, and watching all the challenge shows, especially during the holidays and stuff like that. And it, it's just so ch- Easy, palatable content that is just always entertaining no matter what. And I think also with the fact of my favorite video being the mac and cheese show, you know, and, and mm-hmm. having that relation in the kitchen. Right, in the kitchen and being able to be like, oh, wow, look, we've come full circle.
0: It really has come full circle. Um, And and for anyone that hasn't watched it yet, I I mean, I definitely recommend checking it out. I had a chance to to watch the first two episodes. So basically, um, these cake artists, they are making lifelike, life-sized replicas of famous celebrities. So I guess you could maybe like a wax museum, except instead of wax, it's it's like cake and fondant and ganache and all that stuff. I got to see some of the final cakes, obviously. And I mean... It's incredible what these people can do in such a short amount of time. What was it like to watch that all unravel in person? Oh, my
1: gosh. Amazing. I think because especially when you see it, how it starts out and then Mm -hmm. by the time you get to the end. And, you know, I always tell people that the show is hilarious. I think when you see (laughs) some of the creations that come out of it, it's so funny. And I think when you see the way that we judge the cakes, we judge it in a very specific way that is only true to us. And uh-huh. sometimes we don't pick the cake that you would think, you know? So yes, I, always, I agree with yes, that. I agree with yes, that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So that's why I always say I, I'm always like, you need to watch it. And it's funny because, you know, you've watched the first two episodes, but it only gets more entertaining. Every episode, okay. it just gets more and more and more. And I think it's because as judges ourselves, we started to get a more precise eye for things, you know, as time went on. But I absolutely recommend it. I think the show is a pure delight.
0: I agree. And I love that you brought up the judging style because it's not, I mean, it's not, your typical food competition Mm -hmm. you know judging especially your commentary i feel like it's it's very raw and honest i love (laughs) like that i love that you crack yourself up constantly oh my gosh it's
1: my favorite you know what's so funny is the first episode and you can see it in the episode when i go up to the cake i just couldn't stop laughing I just could not (laughs) stop laughing and I was like I was like I'm so sorry I'm so sorry y'all and everybody is there watching you know like the cake artists are watching us judge these cakes while they are still in the room but it is Mm -hmm. really hilarious and we give them an impossible amount of time to be able to create these cakes but they do it and anything can happen
0: are you sitting there the entire time? Because it, it, it seems like so they have like 14 hours mm-hmm. right over two days. Mm-hmm. Are you sitting there for seven hours oh, just watching? Oh, yeah. Cakes? Oh, yeah. We're there. <laughs> we are
1: there all day, every day. And we just we just watch it and we go around and we give tips and tricks. And then we see what they can do differently. And we see when the cakes start falling, like we see all the disasters happen in real time. <laughs> Oh my goodness.
0: It seemed like it was a lot of fun. You guys seem to, to, to
1: thoroughly be enjoying the process. Is that is that accurate? Oh, absolutely. Trege and Natalie, I think the best thing about it is that it's all unscripted. You know, we mm-hmm. are all really, everything that we say is really true to us. And I think what also makes our judging panel so unique is that we all have different expertise and we all have different personalities. And when you put all those personalities together, it just makes gold.
0: And then each episode, you also get, you know, a special secret, you know, guest judge. Mm-hmm, um, did mm-hmm. you have, did anybody have you starstruck when they, when they came in the room?
1: Oh, oh my, I, I would have, probably have to say Flavor Flav. Flavor, ah. Flavor Flav. And <laughs> only because like I watched Flavor of Love and like I love New York growing up. So yes. having Flavor Flav there was like such a moment for me. And then we also had uh, people, we had the, uh, two of the cast members from uh, the Brady Bunch. And so that oh, was, that was fun. amazing too. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to to continue watching uh, the, the series. Do you feel like you could be a cake artist now you've seen them working or you have way more respect for what they do?
1: You know what? I have a lot of respect for what they do, but I would love to give it a try. You know, as a kid, I actually wanted to go to um, culinary school to become a pastry chef. That used to be a dream because of really? me watching Food Network. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yes, I'm gonna go make a cake like death makes cakes, you know? <laughs> and so I would absolutely, and we, we would talk about this on set, especially with Natalie, because, you know, she's just like a sickening cake artist. Like, the cakes are mm-hmm. ridiculous. I was like, you should give us lessons, and we should have to try and make cakes ourselves. So I would absolutely yeah, love it.
0: That should be part of season two. Yeah, I, uh, I think that that should be um, definitely on the docket for season two. <laughs> you, you've said it over and over again. You're a f- huge fan of the network. I am curious, what, aside from your show, obviously, what's your favorite Food Network show that's either airing now or, you know, in the past?
1: Oh, Unwrapped. Unwrapped, okay. Unwrapped with Mark Summers, definitely. And the reason why I loved Unwrapped, because it was so easy to watch. And I was also like a nerd. Like, I loved <laughs> to see how things were made. And I'd be like, Oh, mm-hmm. there's a bubblegum episode. Let me see how they made it. This bubble gum. <laughs> or like when he would go to like disney world and go to all these different places and they would show you how they make the magic happen i just thought it was the most interesting thing in the world i used to watch it non-stop. That,
0: that's an old school one mm-hmm. i like that i like that mm-hmm. like the little throwback i used to watch that show um as well mm-hmm. so which which show would you like to be on that's airing now um you know if you have the opportunity to be a judge ooh. or a contestant
1: ooh, 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 ooh. you know what i would love to go in the kitchen I would love to go mm. in the kitchen, especially since that's where I start. And I would love to go and make mac and cheese. And I could talk about how I make yes! mac and cheese. You know, and then I could be like, and I could also taste this and be like, okay, let me see if this is good <laughs> or not. Cause I'm a little concerned with these carrots and these Brussels sprouts. But I, I think that would be a lot of fun.
0: I feel like they, I'm surprised they haven't had you on yet, but I feel like that, that should definitely happen. Uh, what would be in your mac and cheese or what is in your mac and cheese?
1: So my mac and cheese, I like to use a lot of different cheeses, five different cheeses, you know, and sometimes I'll put even sour cream in it, you know, and it'll mm-hmm. add a little bit of a, 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 a tart, a tang. yeah, a tang to it, yeah. you know, but um, I'm very, I, and you have to have burnt edges on mac and cheese. If the edges are not burnt, baby, you might as well. Send it back, okay? <laughs> I love to put milk in there. I like it to be creamy. Uh, and I sometimes I, I don't always like to use elbow noodles as well. I like to change it up sometimes.
0: All right, what do you, like a cavatappi? Yeah. Or like, are you, going? See, you yeah. know, you All know. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I love mac and cheese, too. So <laughs> I feel like season two of the pod, maybe we can make some mac and cheese together. There I we go.
1: That. I love that.
0: Wait, so so how are you in the kitchen? Are you pretty, I mean, like, scale of one to ten? Or, you know, like one being you, you can't boil an egg, ten being, like, you know, a very sh- chefy y person. What, where do you fall in
1: that in Oh, that I would probably have to give myself an eight. And the reason why okay. I would say that, like, I do all the cooking all the time. And, and I used to, you know, pre-pandemic, I used to do, like, yeah, Sunday brunches. And I would not let anybody bring anything. I would make it all. And then I remember last Thanksgiving, I did a whole uh, Thanksgiving feast for, like, 45 people. I did all the cooking. 45 people? Yep, yep. And I did all the cooking. And it was all me. I love to cook. It is one of my favorite things to do. It excites me me it is a stress reliever and I love cooking around other people and cooking for people I, I love to feed people because I think food is like a way to the heart you know it's a it's a way of nourishment it's a it's a source of love for me and so you know I love to cook the only reason why I gave myself an 8.5 because I'm not fancy when it comes to, like the plating and all that like I, <laughs> I can make the dish but you got to put it on the plate I don't know how to make it look pretty you know
0: I mean, as long as it tastes good, that's the most important thing. And um, I knew we were gonna be good friends because I feel the same way about that. I feel like it is a stress reliever for me. I love cooking for people, but I don't think I've ever cooked for 45 people. What What was on the menu
1: for this Oh, baby, I brined turkey <laughs> for 24 hours. I had turkey, I had ham, I had sweet potato pie, I had peach cobbler, I had cream corn, I had uh, cornbread, I had collard greens, I had rolls, I had macaroni and cheese. I had any soul food dish that you could think of was on that menu.
0: How long were you cooking, for like three days? No,
1: about, about two, because I did the turkey uh, mm-hmm. two days before, because I had to do the whole brine and stuff, and then I cooked it that night, and then, I mean, the night before the prep of it all, and I woke up at like 5 a.m., and I cooked all day until dinner was at seven
0: wow that is that is super impressive
1: made it Um, happen i
0: i I love that hopefully i i can get a seat at that table at some point i'm just inviting myself by the way come on um (laughs) what what um food item would you erase from the planet um if you could and why mustard mustard okay not a mustard
1: oh no i hate the taste of mustard i do not like it and it's funny because some people put mustard on their hams and it is terrible it, I don't know why you would want that. I do not like mustard. I did, you can have it. Keep it. Take it away. Some people
0: put a little bit in their mac and cheese, too, to help the, the sauce come together. So there's no mustard in your mac and Absolutely cheese.
1: Absolutely not. Never will be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're and and, I, and you're not a fan, generally speaking, of, of vegetables, right? Or you're, you're kind of coming around on that? I'm which,
1: getting better. One vegetable that I have adopted into my uh, diet that I actually love now is Brussels sprouts. Okay, um, just not in your mac and cheese. Not in the mac and cheese, <laughs> but by themselves, I love a Brussels sprout. Uh, I've started to eat carrots. Um Ooh. I've been I over pandemic since Thanksgiving. I've eaten a total of ten sweet potato pies myself. Uh, <laughs> as you should, right? I as don't know if that counts as a vegetable though, but uh, it, it's a potato. I mean, there's some
0: fiber in there. How do you make your Brussels sprouts? Now that Ooh. you have this newfound appreciation for them, so
1: you know, I'm always talking about salt and pepper. So Brussels sprouts is one of the few things that i only put salt and pepper on so what i'll do is okay. like i'll put it in a ziplock bag and i'll put olive oil my salt and pepper i shake it on up get it real good good you know cover it and then i take honey and i put honey on them as well Ooh. and i shake it up and then i roast them in the air fryer baby okay i'm telling you to change your life it'll change your life <laughs>
0: I, you know what? I have some Brussels sprouts in the fridge, so I might, you know, I might do that tonight, and I, I will let you know how it goes. But it sounds delicious. Um, also, I cannot believe we haven't talked yet about your dog, Carter. Carter, he's here. He's somewhere around. He <laughs> Does do you cook for your dog? Do, like, what's his diet like?
1: So you know, he eats human grade food, but it comes from somebody okay. else. I don't do the cooking. I, <laughs> I've looked at the recipes. i will be like, oh baby, I ain't got time to do all this and go buy all these ingredients. <laughs> (laughs) But yes, uh, Carter definitely has a very um, superb diet. He is a very bougie dog, you know. And you could tell even when you, if you ever met Carter, he's a human. He's not a dog. (laughs) He does things that dogs don't do. You know how like when you walk into your house, your dog is there to greet you at the door and he's jumping Mm -hmm. up and down? That's not Carter, baby. If you walk into the house, (laughs) like right now, he's laying in the bed. Carter will be in the bed just knocked out and he'll you'll walk in the room he'll just peek his head up and then go right back to sleep i'm like who are you who do you think you are it's ridiculous he sounds more like a cat honestly it does give that kind of tea it does well how long have you had him i've had carter for almost uh two years he'll be two in february Okay, and you had him when he was puppy. Oh, yeah, I, I adopted him from Vanderpump Dogs, and he oh. was only six months, no, six, yeah, six months old when I got him, and I've had him ever since, and we are inseparable, oh. inseparable.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, I love that you've also, like, shared some things that, that you don't normally, or you haven't said in interviews before, but what is one thing that maybe not many people know about you? Hmm. Cause I feel like you're, you're pretty out there with like I
1: know I'm such a personality
0: an and your life That's great I think,
1: I think people don't know that I'm actually pretty quiet when I'm at home really? and, I, and I'm also a loner Like I prefer to be alone I And mean, I'm an only child so that's probably why That's the case but yeah when I'm at home It is very just Chill, relax, that's it You know and then when I need to be On or be up and out Then I'm like that you know I think I'm part Introvert, part extrovert
0: What about when you're when you're cooking? Is that like something you kind of like to to have that that time to yourself as well?
1: Oh, yeah, especially dinner time. Like I love the idea of uh, turning down the lights and just fixing a nice steak or something. I'm gonna make a steak tonight, you know, and just having that time to myself to like watch movies and stuff like that. I think what I'm trying to get into is that, okay. so I don't like alcohol. I do not like the taste at all. But (laughs) I feel like I'm getting older and I feel like with how bougie I am, I need to find a wine that I like. So I can see
0: you. I can see, you you know, like, you know, big leather chair with a glass of wine, big glass.
1: Yes. So for aesthetic purposes, I'm trying (laughs) to uh, find a wine that I like. It's just got to be sweet because I don't like the taste. It tastes like medicine to me. I'd be like, I don't know why people (laughs) drink this.
0: I think I mean it is an acquired taste I do mm-hmm. feel like that you know I don't know that I liked it The first time I, I had it but I feel like I feel like we can work on that for you like maybe so, You know like a big Jammy yeah. Cabernet or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So obviously you have a lot of different things that you are currently working on. You have, you have you have hands in, in different pots all over the place, uh, so to speak. Uh, what what else can we be on the lookout for?
1: You know, if you're feeling in the holiday spirit, you can go back and listen to my Christmas EP for Christmas sake. It was an absolute joy to make that, and it'll really help you, you know, boost your mood. But also <laughs> just watch on Caitlin that comes out every other week on Saturdays. You know, that's where you're definitely gonna see me all the time. And then also watch my YouTube personally, Caitlin.
0: I think the other side of this, this fame that has been very important to you is, is using this platform for important things to influence change, meaningful change. Um, how, I mean, how have you been working towards that to, to kind of use that, you know, in a positive way?
1: You know, it's funny. I, I was uh, just doing a, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was saying that it's always funny how people, when I talk about social change or I talk about social justice or I talk about things that actively affect my life on a daily basis, it's funny how people see that as a revolutionary act but at the end of the day my entire life is political. You know, everywhere I walk, everywhere I go that is always something that I have to realize is my reality you know, and how I move in different spaces. And so for me it is inevitable for me to talk about those things. I think also for the purpose of representation and visibility as a black gay man there aren't a lot of people that look like me within the industry you know and so it is important for me to always put my identity first so that I can create a platform and open up doors for younger generations behind that are coming up you know after me so that they know what they can be regardless of what society tells them that their limitations are because I believe in our world no matter who you are we are only told of our limitations and not of our unlimited possibilities and so I hope to be a beacon of hope and a beacon of light for so many people in that regard
0: I think you already are I mean I'm curious if people have if you've received feedback about that or people have reached out and and, and said to you hey like thank you for you know helping me through a difficult time mm-hmm. or, or anything like that
1: you know I, I used to be one of those people growing up when I would see people cry or when they would meet somebody that they looked up to and they would get emotional I'd be like they just a person you know but I have realized with having conversations and meeting people and seeing that firsthand and hearing their stories, I understand that sometimes your existence alone can be enough for somebody to get up in the morning, you know? Because sometimes people just need other people to believe in them regardless if it isn't something that is said you know right indirectly but it's a feeling that they have it's a it's an ability to wake up and look at someone and be like I see myself in them and because I see who they could be or who they are That is proof to me that I can have that same confidence, that same courage, that same tenacity, that same work ethic. And that is when I understood that there was a bigger purpose for my life. And I always say that everything that I do is not done for me, but it is done for the people that believe in me, the people that have supported me and the people that need me to survive.
0: Well, I have to say I'm I'm just completely blown away by your maturity your poise, your self-awareness at such a young age. I definitely was not that mature at 24 or 25. So thank you so much for sharing your light
1: and your story with us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, this has been such a blast. Uh, We do have one final question that we've kind of start closing out every episode with. What would be on your menu for your perfect food day? So we're talking breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. You can... I mean, travel's not an issue. You can be in different places. It can be food that you've cooked. It can be food that someone important to you has cooked for you or a restaurant that you really like. Okay. You can time travel. I don't care. Whatever whatever's going to get you your, your perfect breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert, Okay. You, you let us know.
1: I would say for breakfast, I would love an apple brioche French toast with, uh, with cinnamon apples on top with scrambled eggs, turkey bacon, Uh, with a fruit cup, you know, next to it for lunch. I would have to say that I would want some sort of... Some sort of salad. I love a, a little light lunch, you know. A okay. salad, but when I, I'm very, very picky when it comes to salads. I like salads with just filled with just fruit. Very summer salad. You know, just okay. fruit. Okay. But it's so
0: like any greens or just... Oh, no, no,
1: no, no. Because I don't like romaine lettuce. So uh, <laughs> it would have to be like a like a spring mix, you know. Okay. Yeah, okay. so a spring Fair. mix and then we do some fruit and then we do like some turkey or some chicken. And then for dinner, I would love just like a... There's this place called Yardbird baby mm-hmm. they got these short ribs <laughs> baby they'll change your life those are the best ribs I've ever had in my life so I would definitely get some ribs or some barbecue because I'm from Kansas City so barbecue yes. is like a thing for me it has got to
0: be in there Yes. Yeah. so
1: definitely that would be my first perf- perfect meal
0: well, wait, and then dessert. Oh, dessert. The dessert. Dessert is definitely
1: peach cobbler. I've been thinking, I think I'm making me a peach cobbler today. Yeah, definitely peach okay. cobbler. Mm-hmm.
0: Peach cobbler and Brussels sprouts and a steak.
1: Boom, period, <laughs> done.
0: <laughs> wait, no, so I know you said, you know, obviously the short ribs are for, from Yarbert. Uh-huh. Is everything else something that you've cooked, or are you letting somebody else do the, the cooking? for? Oh, no, I don't let nobody day? cook
1: for me. Everything else, for the, <laughs> I don't trust everybody else's food. So, yeah, no, everything else, I'm cooking
0: you're cooking uh well you are you're you're cooking um at home you're cooking in life really so uh we we are so thankful that you joined us on on the food network obsessed podcast i'm just smiling from ear to ear because you are such a delight thank you uh, thank you thank you for brightening all of our days
1: (laughs) of course anytime anytime
0: So that was awesome. Um so refreshing to talk to Caleb. I am literally grinning from ear to ear. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to him as much as I enjoyed talking to him because he really just puts you in a good mood doesn't he? And I love hearing that story about Juilliard and canceling his audition and just really the the crazy wild ride that he's been on over the last few years. And I feel like it's just the beginning. I, I think the show that he's working on with Food Network as a judge is just so fun. And by the way, uh, when there's a competition to make a life-size cake out of my likeness, I will definitely know I've made it. So just you guys wait. We have more awesome guests lined up on Food Network Obsessed and you do not want to miss out, trust me. So please, please subscribe now. And if you enjoyed today's episode, just rate and review and don't forget to watch Kaylin's new show the first three episodes of cake likes are available to stream now exclusively on discovery plus with new episodes released every thursday and we will catch you foodies next friday on food network obsessed